0: We like to continue as the Lord has spoken. Um, sometimes when we think we have moved from a place and we, when we think that we're done, and God will uh, say to us, No, you're not done yet. He's not done. We just have to follow instructions. Amen. Well, this morning, we're going to go back to the book of Joshua. This is where the Lord has taken me back. We, uh, uh, For the past uh, few weeks, uh, God had dealt with us uh, from the book of Joshua. He dealt with uh, our Jericho. Our Jericho is that place where uh, we have not totally surrendered everything to, to the Lord. It's that wall place, and we have a wall place that hinders us and keeps us from doing the things that we need to do to totally submit to God. And then, you know, as as the children of Israel, they were in the battle, and as we are uh, Israel, uh, present-day Israel today, we have to understand that we do have things that hinders us from totally surrendering to the Lord. And the, uh, the God supernaturally, He He took down that wall, uh, He He removed that wall, and those things in our life that God has delivered us from, God does not want us to go back to those things. And so God uh, uh, did some uh, magnificent things in in the the children of Israel's life as well as in our life. And their next battle was a place called Ai. Uh, We're going to try to review a little bit before we go into the text. It was a place called Ai. Ai is a place where the the little foxes are that we kind of overlook. It's also a place of our ego. A lot of times we have problems with our ego. Amen. Amen. And so uh, uh, they had decided not to take the entire army up and that they could do it in their own strength and in their own power. Anytime that we think that we can do things in our own strength and in our own power, we are doomed for failure. So they go up into to AI, you know, that the ego is, is caught up in this in a place where, okay, I can handle this. And sometimes we tell God about some things that we are going through or some things that battles that we may have. And we may say to God, listen, God, you, you know, I can handle this one. But in, and just to get toe off, amen, we will get toe off. And, but when God tells uh, uh, um, Achan, uh, Achor, uh not to take anything from Jericho, everything had to be uh, given to the Lord. It was supposed to be de- dedicated to the Lord, but they were not supposed to take anything from, from Jericho. Anytime God removes us from a situation, we don't want to take anything from our past and bring it into our future. Amen. And then the Lord goes on, and he began to talk to us last week about... After they had that defeat, and, you know, after our egos are, are, are deflated, I guess that's a good word. After our egos are deflated, then they began to uh, uh, say to the Lord, what happened? Why did we lose the battle? They couldn't understand. But what they failed to understand was the fact that there was sin in the camp. And any time we have sin in the camp or sin in our lives, what happens, it causes us to, to, to lose the battle. And Joshua falls on his face, and he, he weeps before the Lord, and the Lord tells him to get up, and, you know, that, and they had to call people, and they had to call from the tribes, and, and they had to begin to um, acknowledge uh, what was wrong. And then the Lord says, you know, he did not want us to be left at that place of defeat, so God said on last week, and I want you to to, to uh, um, focus on that place of defeat in our lives, those battles that we have lost. And he said the reason being we can't move forward when we are focusing on the things we failed at. Amen. There's no way we can go forward if our mind is still on the defeat of the battles we had just lost. And so then God says to us, there is life after defeat. There's life after after ai there's life after ai that there's life after our ego gets deflated amen there's life after that and so he he, he begins to show he, uh, a different strategy uh he began to to share with us about the strategies that we have to use up against satan see we have to change our battle because see he satan doesn't well he does and he doesn't change his strategy Now, this week, we're going to see how he changes his strategy. Last week, we talked about how we have to change our strategy against Satan. In order to defeat him. God said take up the whole army. You, In other words. Take all the, uh, the weaponry that you have. Whether it's prayer. Meditation. Studying the word of God. Uh, being in fellowship one with another. Being in the presence of God. Take all your uh, your, your weaponry uh, with you when you go into battle. And when you go into the battle. Then God said you will win the next battle. But you have to trust God. You have to follow the instructions. So God tells them to to Bring forth those people, part of them had to be in the back side of the city to do a surprise attack. The other part had to do a frontal attack against the enemy. The whole purpose of that strategy, which was a military strategy, is to get that demon, (laughs) yeah, get that demon out of that stronghold that's in our lives. See, we have strongholds. And once we have a stronghold, that spirit will live. You know how it is sometimes we allow Satan to live rent free? Amen. We allow him to live rent free. And so what the, the whole strategy is to get him out of that stronghold. And God said, once you get that spirit or that demonic evil spirit out of that stronghold, then God said, set that city on fire. In other words, that place where he dwells, he said, now you got to burn it down. you you got to close it up. You cannot allow him to come back at all. So at that point, I said, okay, God, I understand there is life after defeat because then they won the battle they were celebrating they 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 go up to this mountain and and they begin to go into a place called worship but then god says do not get too comfortable this week god says brenda we're going back to joshua chapter number nine because he says now this is what's going to happen there is a spirit of deception After you win those battles, God says there is a spirit of deception that will come forth and will cause you to lose the next battle. Satan, at this point, he changes his strategy. Now, all of a sudden, he's not going to keep on doing the same thing over and over and over. What he's going to do, he's going to come up with a new plan. Amen. Because, see, now we know what he's up to. Okay. Then he says this. He says, now, we need to remember that when we experience great spiritual victory, uh, he says, and blessings, we need to prepare ourselves to be able to confront the enemy. Whenever we have a spiritual victory and spiritual blessings, he said get prepared to be able to confront the Satan because he's coming back. Amen. He's coming back. The same way we don't like to lose battles is the same way he does not like to lose battles. And secondly, he says this, every invitation or every victory we win is an invitation for a full-scale attack by our enemy. Every victory that we win is an invitation. It's an invitation to Satan for a full-scale battle with the enemy. When we when we when we win, when we gain victory, God says, "Okay, you just invited Satan in. You just invited him in." He said, "Now, every victory we have, there it's an it's an it's an invitation uh for a full-scale attack by the enemy and then and the third thing he says our blessings and battles comes in the hills and in valleys in other words he said they comes in highs and lows our blessings comes in highs and lows okay now we have to understand something we need to go to the book of joshua chapter number nine let's go to the book of joshua chapter number nine chapter number nine amen the book of Joshua, chapter number 9. One thing we have to understand also, um, and before we get to chapter number 9, let's look at St. Luke, chapter 9, Luke Nine Twenty Three. St. Luke, St. Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke. St. Luke, chapter 9. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Chapter 9, verse number 23. Verse number 23. Hmm. verse number 23, St. Luke chapter number 9, verse 23. And he said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. God says as we enter into battle, we have to remember we have to take up our cross daily and follow him see and going back to joshua chapter number nine with verse number one i'm going to read these verses and there's a key place the, the third place where um they were about to overtake and it's the third place wherein in our own spiritual walk we will have to overcome okay now joshua chapter nine beginning verse number one are we there verse one says and it came to pass when all the kings which were on this side of jordan the spiritual stream of life, in the hills and in the valleys. You know, your enemy now is going to be not only in the low places in our life, but he's also going to be in the high places, amen? He's in th- those valleys of where, where our nutrients are. So the enemy is going to be right everywhere you go, whether you're in a high place, on a spiritual high, or whether you're in a low place, the enemy is going to be there. And then he says, and all the coasts of the great sea over against Lebanon, he says, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Prezitzites, the Hevites, and the Jebusites, they heard that You got to understand something. Now, whenever you win a victory, all the demons in the hell know about it. And what they do is, they, 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 where they may have been against, warring against one another, all of a sudden now, they all want to come together against you because so you want a victory, a major victory. Satan does not like us to win major victories because it makes him look bad. He wants us to always stay on the down low. Amen. So here is all your enemies, all your enemies, everybody that's up against you. I mean, things can come from out of nowhere. I mean, they can come up against you. Why? Because you're moving forward. You've left that place of defeat and you're moving forward now. And so the enemy says, Well, I can't let them move forward. I got to keep them in a the place of defeat. <laughs> I got to keep their mind there. See, the enemy always wants us to keep our mind at the last battle that we lost. Amen? That's where he wants us to be. Now, looking at verse number two, he says, That they gathered themselves together to fight with Joshua and with Israel with one accord. One accord. That means that the, the enemy has become united against us <laughs> whenever we win battles. He, they become they, one accord. They're united. They know how to do something that most, most Christians don't do. That means become unified. Amen. That's why we got so many denominations running around here. That's crazy. You know, we have to become unified. That's the only way. And even in our spiritual walk with God, we have to become unified. The, uh, the, the body, the spirit, and the flesh, We all have, and the soul, everything has to be unified. Now, watch what happens here when they're when they becoming unified. They all come up on one accord. There's a reason why they come on one accord. Verse number 3 in Joshua chapter 9 says, And when the inhabitants of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done unto Jericho and Ai, they did work willily and went and made as if they had made ambassadors, and they took old sacks upon their asses and wine bottles, old and rent and bound up. I need to stop. I need to deal with verse number 2. Verse number 2 uh, verse number 3, it talks about Gi- uh, Gibeon. Now, we have to understand, this is the third place that they were going to, to conquer. They were going to overthrow. This is the third place. You know, the first place, you know, we had a total surrender to God, that, that Jericho. That, that next one, when our ego, Ai, has to be defeated. Amen. And now he's in a place of Gibeon. I said, okay, God, what what does that mean to us today? What does that mean to us today? I understand what it meant in Joshua's time, but what does that mean to us today? He says this, and he takes me to look at the places. He says, Gibeon is a place of miracles. It's a place of miracles. It's a place where Joshua fought a battle and the sun stood still. I said, God, how does that relate to us? God says, this house here has been a house of prayer, whether we realize it or not. And we have seen supernatural things take place. We've seen healings take place. We've seen deliverances take place. We've seen things that doctors just kind of shake their head upon take place. I mean, we've seen God take a a young child and somewhere here and somewhere that had a missing chromosome in her brain and, and where the doctors were saying that she could not even be a part of society. She had to always be at home. She couldn't be with other children. We literally seen and it is documented that God, when this young girl goes back to the doctors, we literally uh, uh, understood from, the, from the, the, the documentation from the doctors that that which was missing in her brain, it was restored and it, and it, and it, and we do have some witnesses amen and the, brother Ricky amen we have witnesses to that amen and so i mean when you begin to tell people about what god has done or is doing i mean it's just literally amazing it's amazing. I and mean, the young child now is, is and, and soon, and I'm believing very soon, you'll be able to meet her very soon. Amen. Because we've got some good, good reports. Amen. Because we're standing flat foot against Satan. Amen. I mean, and she's just so free-spirited. I mean, it's just amazing. When I saw her, I could not believe it was the same child. I mean, because where, where, where the doctor was saying she would not be able to function properly, it's totally different. Amen. I mean, we asked her, she, was, she began to spin and dance, and she had such a free spirit. And next thing I know, she come doing some kind of hood-type dance. She had got her a stance, and I'm like, what are you doing? Amen. I mean, she was just full of herself. She was just full of God, and she said how much she loved Jesus. We've seen miracles like that. We've seen miracles where people have come and, 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 and brought their friends, and, and one lady had stage 4 cancer. She had stage 4 cancer. Her friend came here here when we used to have church on Saturdays. We used to have church on Saturdays, believe it or not. Amen. And, and, and she brought forth, and she began to talk about her friend who was not saved had stage 4 cancer. But it ended up, when we we came together and we prayed for this this non-believer, amen, what God did was God supernaturally healed her. When she goes back to to the doctors on Monday, because she was contacted because she goes to the emergency room, and when she goes to the emergency room, that's when she discovered that she had cancer, stage four. She had gotten injured on her job. But then the the, the doctors, they they called, and when they called her and and had her to come back, that's when they discovered she had the stage four cancer. But when she goes back on that money, I'm talking about Gibeon is a place of miracles. This house is a place of miracles. I mean, there was no cancer. The lady came back and, oh, hallelujah, she came back and she was rejoicing over her friend because her friend was cancer-free. And move, and coming forward, I mean, it, it's like we've seen people, thank you, Holy Spirit, how how Brother CJ, amen, as and, and we all came together and we came together with other people that were praying, how how he was in, in a place of uh, 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 comatose and, and how God began to bring him up, uh, alert him and bring him up and bring him up. Out of that situation he was in, and now he's in rehab. Amen. Only God can do something like that. Amen. Only the Lord can do something like that. And then we bring it a little bit further. and We came together and we began to pray for the little boy, the young man, uh, uh, Kalia. Uh, and how he, you know, he had this bacteria that caused him to be paralyzed, amen. But I thank and I praise our God, who is a God of healing, a God of miracles. This day, today, He's walking and He's talking, amen. And and, and even my grandson, he says, he said, now we played basketball the other day and he beat me. And I said, praise God, hallelujah, because it has been declared and decreed that he's going to be an NBA player. Amen. Amen. We stand on that. And he will remember where he was and where God took him to. So we're in a place. This place is a house of miracles. I mean, miracles after miracles. And see, this is the next thing that enemy wants to take from us. He wants to take that from us and saying, "Oh no, these things don't happen." Yes, they do. This is a place of miracles. Got, got a phone call this morning. Sister Doris' uncle. He they called in the family and said, "You know, uh, everybody needs to get here in Orangeburg because you know they expect him to pass away." Got another where well, woman had had uh, had a stroke on her job uh, last Thursday and she had to have surgery and we sent those prayer requests out to the people that pray see it's something happens when, the, when when the people of God come together and pray amen something happens listen I don't care where you in and Timbuktu and and somebody else is somewhere in, in Los Angeles California it doesn't make any difference because when we send that prayer request out those people come together and they begin to lift up those people in prayer and we're believing for for restoration for that young lady. We are believing God for that. And we are thankful and we're grateful because this place is a place of miracles. It's a place of miracles. Amen? And then God says this. The next thing is, he says, whenever we're at our highest point of spirituality, that's what Gibeon means. We're at our highest point of spirituality. See, that's why the enemy, we got to take down that next city. We got to take down that next thing that that's in control or trying to take control of us because it does not want us to rise up in our spirituality now it's one thing to come to church amen it's, it's one thing to do that amen because first of all we get to understand we are the church amen we are the church but see as god's people begin to elevate in, in the spirit realm there's nothing satan can do and then he says that place of Gibeon is also a place of sacrifice, and that 's where that scripture comes in in, in Saint Luke uh, chapter number nine that we have to deny ourselves it's a place it's a place where at the cross we have to sacrifice ourselves and and, and seek only for the presence of the lord and then he says he said we've got to take up our cross daily and follow Christ." Uh, Gibeon is also a place of self-denial. It's a place of self-denial. You know, flesh does not want to be denied. Amen? Our flesh, (laughs) let's be real, it does not want to be denied, right? But God's Word tells us we have to take up our cross daily, daily. I mean, that thing, it's not a you can skip a day or you can skip a minute or you can skip a moment or you can skip a second. You can't skip nothing. He says you take it up daily and follow Christ. It's one thing to take it up, but then you've got to follow Christ in the process of taking it up, okay? Now, going back to Joshua chapter number 9. Now, watch how Satan does when he knows that we're moving. We're moving spiritually we're moving in our faith we're moving in our trust to god we're, we're moving in denying self more and more and more. Watch what the rascal does that spirit of deception. God said, because you celebrate the victory, because you celebrated the battle now watch how the enemy will change his strategy strategy. he says, we changed our strategy on him now he's going to change his strategy. On us, Joshua chapter number nine. Who thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, all right, looking at verse number five. I'm going to go with that. verse number four first. Joshua chapter nine, verse number four. It says they did work willingly and went and made it, if they had made ambassadors, and they took old sacks upon their asses and wine bottles, old and rent and bound up verse 5 says, And old shoes and clout upon their feet, and old garments upon them, and all the bread of their provisions was dry and moldy. And they went to Joshua unto the camp of Gilgad, which is the circle of heathens, and said unto him, And to the men of Israel, We be come from a far country. Now therefore make ye a league with us. Two things we got to look at. Here they are. They have come with a spirit of deception. That's what the enemy is coming with next. He's going to disguise himself. He's going to make t- make himself appear that he's l- really lost and he's going to try to deceive us, okay? Now, how is that possible? How is it that Satan can 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 deceive the best of us, the saints of God? How how is that possible? Let's go to the scriptures. All right. Keep your place in Joshua chapter number 9. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 11. 2 Corinthians chapter number 11. 2 Corinthians chapter number 11. Mm -hmm. And we're going to begin reading at verse number 14. Chapter number 11. 2 Corinthians chapter number 11. How is he able to deceive the people of God? Now, verse 14 says, And no marvel, for Satan himself is what? Transformed into a what? An angel of light. This is how the deception comes. He can transform himself. That transformation will come, and he can make himself be as an angel of light. You say, well, how is that possible? That's the devil. Listen, he used to be the one up there. <laughs> when you look in the, in the book of uh, uh, Isaiah, I think it's chapter number 14, he was over, and, and a lot of times people like to use an analogy, the, the analogy of uh, uh, praise worship. Someone's over worshiping stuff because, see, he, he was filled with music. And 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 because he was filled with music and all these pipes of these instruments within him, he was one that was able to to bring praises before the throne room. And so at that point, before he fell, he was an angel of light. He's called the light barrier. That's bless him. He's called the light barrier. Have you ever noticed when you're outside in the summertime, and and, and you got the lights on and it's dog and how those 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 Mosquitoes draw to the light. See, you got to understand. Satan has lost his light, so he draws to your light. <laughs> he draws to your light. See, he's lost his light, but he draws his light draws to your light. So he says, "Now, this is how the deception comes. He's going to make himself appear that he is an angel of light. In other words, he's going to make it appear that okay, I- I'm walking the same way you're walking. I'm walking. I- I'm with the Lord. You know." He he's he's a smooth and he's shrewd. He's a shrewd operator. He's cunning. He's crafty. He will get your ear. That's how he got Eve's ear. He waited until she and Adam were separated, and he began to talk. He didn't he didn't come up with her with a pitchfork and being red and all this crazy stuff that people say. No, he ain't got a long, No, he ain't got no tail. No. All only tell he's got is when he pulled them angels out of heaven, amen. So, so he 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 makes himself. I mean, I mean, his, it's just like his voice is just just it's 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 just like it draws you, and it's just like it, it, it. When you begin to hear his voice, it's like it's it's so appealing. It's like you want to run to it. But he was able to trick. He was able to trick Eve. And because he was, he began to tell her about things that she should have already known. He said, "Now, did God not say? See, that's how he comes. Did God not say this? Did God? Say? Then he'll go. up. Well, you know, the reason why he don't want you to know this or do that is is because it's because he knows that you you know you 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 like a guy." Well, the Bible says we are little gods. We are G-O-Ds, little G-O-Ds. That's in the book of Psalms. That's in the book of Psalms. She didn't know who she was. That's how most Christians are deceived because they do not know who they are. Listen, who are we apart from our careers? Who are we apart from our families? Think about that. I had to, one day I had to really think about that. I'm retired now. I know who I used to be. When I was in the, in the working world, I used to be a postmaster. I used to be a manager. You know, I used to do a line of things. But when that job title is gone, do I know who I am still? Or, or, or is my identity in my job? Or is my identity in my family? You got to know you're a child of God, whether you're broke, disgusted, or whatever. Amen. You got to know who you are. Most times when, when we don't have things materialistically, we think we're nobody. No, that's a lie. That's not the whole purpose. You've got to know you're a child of the Most High God. You have to know that. No matter what comes your way, no matter what trouble comes in your life, you've got to know who you are. I'm a child of the King. And that is not arrogant. Ha! <laughs> That's not arrogant, Minister Marshallay. I'm a child of the King, the Most High God. So are you. You got to know who you are. Who cares what what somebody give what label they give you? The only label that matters is the label of God. That's all. That's the only label I'm concerned with. I mean, you can have all your thoughts, whatever you want to, but who cares? I know who. I am. I'm a child of the Most High God. That's what we have to know. We have to know that thing. You, we have to be assured within our spirit that's who we are. That's who we are. If the tornado, God forbid, if the tornado came today and blew down our house and we were homeless, I'm still a child of the King. Amen. Because, see, when, when you get your, your your spiritual life attached to stuff, when stuff go, your spiritual life gon' go too. So that's we have got to get the right mindset. We have to get the right mindset. See, the enemy's coming. He's coming with deception. And and going going back now to 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 um, uh, Joshua chapter number nine. I want to show you something. Then we're gonna go to the book of Deuteronomy. Now, he says now uh, in, in verse number six, watch watch the enemy. He says, and they went to Joshua and to the camp of Gilgad, and they said unto him and to the men of Israel, We become from a far country. Now, therefore, make ye a league with us. Come in agreement. Satan wants us to come in agreement with him. That's what he wants. That, that's, that's, that's that spirit of deception. Okay, let's go to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 7. Deuteronomy, chapter number 7, Old Testament. Deuteronomy, chapter number 7. Oh, we're there. Deuteronomy, chapter number 7, beginning at verse 1. We're talking about the spirit of deception, spirit of deception. You've got some victories under your belt. <laughs> You've got some victories. But the enemy is changing his strategy. He's not going to look like he used to look. He's not going to present himself the same way. He's going to change his strategy. Now, Deuteronomy chapter number 7. Remember, they come and they ask ask the children of Israel, make a league, come in agreement with us, come in a covenant with us. Watch watch the word, Deuteronomy chapter number 7. It says, when the Lord thy God shall bring thee into the land, whither thou goest to possess it. He's talking to the children of Israel. And he says, and has cast out many nations before thee. Here are the same people, the Hittites, the Jezreites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, and the Pesasites and the Hivites and all them Zites. Now it says there are seven nations greater and mightier than thou. Even though this enemy is greater than us, yet the Lord God Almighty is greater than him. Okay? Because these, these 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 spirits uh, these demons, okay, yeah, they, they come with some stuff, but the Lord our God is much greater than they are. Amen? That's the, what we have to understand, okay? Then it says this in verse number 2. He says, now look who's doing the driving. Look who's doing the moving, okay? He said, and when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee. I don't care how big the giant is, our God will deliver him before us. Amen? He'll fall. According to the word of God, it says, and when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, thou shalt smite them and ultimately destroy them. Thou, watch this, thou shalt make no what covenant with them, nor show mercy unto them. When you start giving mercy to the devil, you rest assured he's going to take over your house. He's gonna take over. You you cannot come in agreement. You can't do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. No, he will literally consume and take over your house. God said, "No, I'm gonna take you to. A, I'm gonna take you to a place that that land flowing with milk and honey. That that land where you are not always gonna be on milk. Cause see, milk has an expiration date, but but when it comes down to the honey, honey doesn't have an expiration date." Honey gives us substance, you know. It's just like eating oatmeal and and eating grits early in the morning. You can't go on your job eating no cornflakes. You're not going to last very long. Amen. You need something that's going to stick to the grit. You need something that's going to stick. Amen. You need a good meal. Amen. Amen. Now, uh, the old folks, they ain't crazy. They knew what you needed if you're going to do a hard day's labor. Amen. And these days, on these jobs, you're going to be doing a hard day's labor. Amen. You're going to be working long hours, few breaks, unless you try to steal some. You know how we can go in there and take them extra little breaks? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you know them little extra ones that we put in there. Y'all know you guilty. We all work before, so you know what we are guilty of. Amen. We come, we come up with something. I, 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 I got to go to the bathroom, <laughs> Good to, but that's your rest break, which you're not supposed to be in that resting. You got a ten minutes. How many of us guilty? Been there and done it. And got trophies. If we tell the truth, Amen. If we tell the truth, we've all done it. We all guilty. Amen. amen, Amen, Amen. Okay. All right. Now, now, watch what he say? He says, no, "Don't make no covenant with him. You know, don't even show them mercy." Now, verse number three says, "Neither shall thou make." marriage with them. Don't come in communion. Thy daughter thou shalt not give unto his son, nor his daughter shalt thou take unto thy son. In other words, that building you, son means builder, that building you do not come in alliance with the enemy. Then he says in verse 4, for they will, watch this, if you make a covenant, if you come in an agreement, verse 4, Deuteronomy chapter 7, for they will turn away Thy son from following me, that they may serve other gods, so will the anger of the Lord be kindled against you and destroy these sons. See, this thing has got a boomerang effect. See, if we come in alliance with the enemy and begin to serve their gods, what happens, it's going to cause God to get upset. It's going to bring the anger of God toward us when we begin to come in relationship, okay, with these idol gods, those things that's not of Christ. And then he says in verse number 5, he says, But thus shall ye deal with them. Ye shall destroy their altars, break down their images, cut down their groves, and burn the graven images with fire. God says, don't, God says, remove any and everything that will bring back memories. Remove any and everything that will bring back memories. I don't know about y'all, but I have to be careful when I, what, what kind of music I listen to. Because back in the day, you know, I, I did listen to music, you know. I'm, even though I'm up in age, I did. that was a certain song. But you got to be careful because the next thing you know, you got your feet patting. Anybody give to that, you know, you hear that, that thing that you heard a long, long time ago back in the day, and next you know, you got the memories flooded. He said, you got to remove all those memories because, see, when you, if you don't remove all those memories, it will open up a doorway. It will be a doorway there. You know, uh, that's why, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, it bothers me. It, it, it gets to so the point when I hear some certain things because of the fact I know where I came from. I know what I come out of. Amen. You know where you came from and what you came up out of too. Don't try to step in and act that holy, all that holy. You know we've been done that. Amen. You know, in our younger days, you know we've done some stuff. Amen. Dance flow and all that mess. I mean, hey, I mean, I used to do it, Mr. Marcelette. Amen. Amen. I'd be going to the club on Saturday night and then teaching Sunday school on Sunday. Now, what's right about that? Absolutely nothing. But I did it. I, hey, I'm confessing. It wasn't right. The same people I'm dancing with are the same people I'm teaching. Be careful who you're hanging out with. You know, you're an influencer. You're an influencer. You can influence somebody's life. But God said, those things now, he said, all those things, those those idol gods, you know, he said, now you got to remove all of those things that bring back those memories. Oh, that guy. Oh, he's so fine. Oh, look at that. Oh, oh, isn't she? Oh, look at her. Oh, I love the way she walks. Lo- you got to let them memories go. Them, them days are gone. Oh, I guess they're gone. <laughs> I suppose they're gone. He said those memories. He said you got to remove those memories because those memories can become a snare to you. Amen? Now let's go back. Let's go back now. Let's go back to Joshua. Let's go back to Joshua chapter number 9. We're almost done. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Joshua chapter number 9. And let's look at verses number 14. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 14 and 16. Because see, the enemy now, when when they, when they disguises themselves, they trick. See, they, they they trick the people of God. So you've got to be careful that we don't get tricked by Satan. They got tricked. They appeared to be something that they were not. In other words, they told them that lie. They were from this faraway country when in actuality they were their neighbor and they was afraid of being towed off just like Jericho and Ai, okay? Now, verse 14 says this. This is what happens when we do not listen to to the voice of God, or consult God. Amen? Now, this is what happens, okay? Now, verse 14 says, And the men took of their victuals, and asked not counsel at the mouth of the Lord. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And 15 says, And Joshua made peace with them, and made a league with them to let them live. Hmm. And the princesses of the congregation swear unto them. So he, instead of them investigating or instead of them uh, consulting or getting counsel from God, I mean, how quickly do we forget? I mean, they, 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 they forgot about getting tore off. They forgot about having to go back to God and how God had gave them the victory. But here it is, once again, they go back to the same thing. They do not get counsel from God. I mean, they had some spiritual issues, the Lord says. They had some spiritual issues. What was their spiritual issues? He said they were impulsive. They were naive. They were gullible. They were overconfident, okay? They trusted in themselves and in their own ability, and they felt like they were able to evaluate the evidence more so than God. So how many times do, do we get deceived by Satan? Because we did not consult God in the matter. We, I, we've all done I've done it. And sometimes we're still suffering from it. Amen. We're still suffering from it. I remember I bought a piece of furniture and, you know, everybody was saying, oh, God, God is going to bless and God's blessing. And, you know, it's not everybody's season to be blessed at one time. Everybody, it's not everybody's season, and we were all caught up, and, and we hadn't had a major victory, and, and all of a sudden, everybody's going buying cars and houses. and next thing we know, people were losing their cars and losing their houses because nobody consulted God. They didn't evaluate the situation. They didn't evaluate the evidence. They just went on the word of somebody. You know, some leaders are notorious telling you to go, 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 go get your stuff. They don't tell you go save. They just tell you go go get in debt. See, it's one thing that God wants us to have shelter. He wants it. But some of the stuff we begin is not necessary. The prime example, thank you, Holy Spirit. What you call them, them iPhones. We got one phone, never learned how to operate all of what's there, right? But yet we said, we're gonna go get us another phone. Gonna upgrade. Well, if you didn't didn't do nothing with the downgrade, which makes you think you're gonna do something with the upgrade. Think about it. Just just think about how deception comes. And you know what happens? They tell you if you upgrade, you know, go ahead, it's better. But they don't tell you it's still gonna cost you the same amount of money. I kept saying, I'm going to upgrade my phone. I'm going to upgrade my phone because it's running too slow. Now, my folk will tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll have one to it. It, it. it just about fall apart because I like my money. You understand? saying? I, I like my money. Timmy me, she said, well, you can upgrade. Well, uh, how much is the upgrade? $200. Uh, $200 for an upgrade? I just paid $200 for the last phone. Think, see, you have to see they, all these uh, uh, little foxes, this deceptions of the enemy. See, when we don't consult, so we said, well, I don't have to consult God in that. Well, that's $200 you could have put somewhere, like save. <laughs> Hard times coming, y'all. Hard times are here. Hard times are here. And it's going to get worse. It's time to put up. Amen. It's time to put up. So the thing that they did was they did not see God for counsel and when we fail to seek God for counsel uh the enemy will t- to overtake us every time anytime we seek we do not seek God for counsel or get God's permission then we're doomed for failure we are doomed for failure when we do not seek God for counsel how many of us in situations and circumstances oh I wish I had never done that oh if I had done something differently but did we seek God for counsel before we put out a foot or get, allow that demon come back in that stronghold? You know, that's why he talks about that demon. He was walking to and fro when he cleaned that house out. You clean that house and that demon's going out. He's looking for a place to rest. And when he can't find a place to rest, he says, I'm coming back to my house. In other words, he's going to come and live right in there. That's what the Word of God says. That's how demons operate. So we have to always consult God. I don't care how small the issue is. We need to consult God. We need to consult God. Now, our last verses, our last verses, it says, now, verse 18 says, and and I may not have even put this up. And the children of Israel, they smote them not, because see, God told them don't make no league. And the children of Israel smote them not, because the princesses of the congregation had sworn unto them by the Lord God of Israel. And all the congregation mumbered against the princesses. See, whenever we don't consult God, when we don't consult God, there's repercussions behind what we do. They went against the covenant. They went against God's word. And because they had said they came in agreement and told them, yeah, we'll let you live, then three days later they find out it was the enemy. Have you ever had some relationships and, and, and a few days later you realize, oh, my, that's the devil there. I never should have done that. Anybody had some of them kind of relationships? And you're like, oh, I never should have went there. But we didn't take the time to con- consult God. Now, thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, it says down in, in verse 19, But all the princes said unto all the congregation, We have sworn unto them by the Lord God of Israel. Now, therefore, we may not touch them. This we will do to them. We will th- even let them live, least wrath be upon us because of the oath which we swear unto them. In other words, they couldn't do nothing about the decision they had made. Some decisions are lifetime decisions. Some decisions are lifetime decisions. Because whenever we come up in agreement with things and we didn't consult God, some of those things have Lifetime consequences. Lifetime consequences. But let's look at the last verse and we we're, we're done. A last verse. Ecclesiastes. Now I believe that comes. Ecclesiastes chapter number five. I think it's where we want to go. Ecclesiastes, chapter number five. I'm not sure if I even put this up. Ecclesiastes chapter number five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter number five. Verse 1 says, keep thy foot when thou goeth to the house of God and be more ready to do what? To hear. See, sometimes we come in our mind already made up. Got to go. Got to go home and cook. I got to go somewhere else. Got to do this. Got to do this. He said you need to be ready to hear. Because see, what the, what's happening, the Lord is sending out instructions He's, he's sending out warnings. So he says, be more ready to hear. Because, see, when, you, when we leave these doors, Satan's going to show up. Why? Because we done won some victories. We done gave him some black eyes, you know. Well, we done took him down a few times through the power of God. Through the, only through the power of God. He says, now, be more ready to hear then, than to give a sacrifice of fools, for they consider not that they do evil. But watch verse number two. Verse number two says, Be not rash with what? Thy mouth. Don't make no promises that you can't keep. That's what he's saying. Be not rash with thy mouth, and let not thine heart be hasty to alter anything before God. For God is in heaven and thou upon earth. Therefore, let thy words be what? Few. The less you say, the less the enemy can hear. The less we say, the less the enemy can hear. Because the enemy can't read your mind, but he can hear what comes out your mouth. So he said, let our words be few. Be careful. Be careful And who we come in alliance with. Be very careful. Don't be, don't be rash with your mouth. Don't make, don't make promises. Don't make promises. And see, that's what, they, that's what the children of Israel did. They made a promise with the enemy. They made promises with an enemy, and then they had to keep those promises because they had put God's name on it. They had put the Lord's name. They had attached to the Lord's name on it without getting God's permission. How many times have we attached God's name to something and we never consulted him? We never consulted him. See, that's that spirit of deception in the earth. That's the spirit of deception. God, should I? Should I do this? Should I do that? Should I, God? See, we have to be careful. That spirit is already in circulation. Because my my mind, my thing was, God, where do we go this week? Well, I mean, what? what and God said, go back to Joshua. He's because I got to show you the next plan. Satan's going to change his strategy. And he's not going to look like the devil no more. He's going to look like your friend. He's changing strategies now. He's going to look like your friend. But he's really not your friend. He's still your enemy. Amen. Spirit of deception. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. 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 I pray that we receive the word of God, and because, like I said this week, even when we leave out of these doors, that spirit's going to be in operation. He already is. He already is. People, spirits that are sending forth lies, and we're believing, following lies, chasing after lies. You have to be careful. You have to be careful. That spirit of deception, hallelujah. One more time, let's give him praise and glory. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. We're thankful. We're grateful for your attention. We're just looking forward to whatever the Lord going to say next. I don't know. But I'm just waiting to see. I'm sitting still and hearing the Lord. Don't get too much.